Welcome to the Trade Table on SIN 90.7 for all you need to know about the trade and free agency period powered by AFL-TRDON. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the trade table or follow us on Twitter at the trade table. Hello and welcome to the Trade Table once again. We are coming at you live on SIN 90.7 as well as through our Facebook page on Facebook Live. It's a beautiful Wednesday afternoon. We've got plenty of news to get through today, as well as our club focus on Geelong, the Crows, and the Tiggy Train, the Premiers, Richmond. Uh, first off, we have Harrison. Harrison, how are we going, mate? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Lots to get through today. Still not as much as what we were sort of expecting from the second last day of the trade period, so um, you'd want it to be a big day tomorrow. And we also have Dan. Dan, how are you going, mate? I'm very excited too. I've actually been uh, off the show for five days. I know whether oh, I've no. been performing poorly. So I'm back. I'm back. I'm ready to get back into it. And our panelist Sam, how are we going, bud? I'm good. It's nice to have you back, Dan. It's really nice to see you in the studio again. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, you I'm exist. pretty excited. Yeah, you do exist. Um, but yeah, it's a bit of a quiet day. But we still got some news to get yeah, on with, don't we, Dill? Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to go with uh, Harley Ballack. Actually, the news broke. Uh, few hours ago. Yeah, early in the day, I think yeah. it was one of the first teams. Uh, he's stopped. gone to the D's um, for pick 66. Dan, what do we think? I reckon it's a bit of a steal for the uh, for the, for the Demons. I mean, they got rid of Watts yesterday for absolutely nothing. But he's had homesickness issues this year. He would have played probably, I reckon, 10 to 15 games if he had been in consistently, or if he hadn't had those issues. And in his draft year, he actually slid down due to a risk. So he was pick 38. The pick 38 is a bit misleading there. So I reckon it's a great call for the Ds, great for their midfield depth. Yeah, what do you think, uh, Harry? What yeah, do you I'm reckon? not sure if he definitely starts in their 22. Um, he may well. Um, but yeah, obviously he was homesick, and, and um, I certainly think he can play a role for the Ds. Um, but yeah, I agree with Dan. He's 38 may be a bit um, deceiving. So um, yeah, potentially a bit of a steal. I do like it. I think... Um you know, someone, it would be nice to have someone like Harley Ballack. Obviously, you know, um, Melbourne training out Watts is a bit of a shock for uh, 31, I think it was. But yeah, we'll get back. 31. We'll get we'll get to that later on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I do think that you know Harley Ballack is quite a good player. So he's not going to replace Watts, but it is. Yeah. You know, he's not. He's not luck for luck for no, sure. No. But to get him for 66 is, as we said, a steal. <clears throat> I you know think it's one of those things that really could pay dividends come season's end. Um, we're going to go look at well at some. News that broke a little bit later than that. How long ago now? Probably, uh, probably about an hour and a half ago. Yeah, Harrison yeah. Wig has gone to uh, the Gold Coast himself. Pick 54 and a 2018 fourth rounder. And uh, the Adelaide Crows are going to get pick 35. Actually, no, it was, it was, sorry, it was 39. I've, I've written pick that wrong. Sorry, pick, thir- yeah, pick <laughs> 39. Um, how, what do we think, boys? Uh, Dan? Well, like a lot of people, when they saw this trade drop, they're saying Harrison who? But... He has played some very good sandful footy over the last couple of years. He's probably been a bit stiff not to get a game. I reckon. I remember in the start of the year, he was one of the the, the big super coach options for the midfield. And I reckon, <laughs> I in. actually, I genuinely reckon he could sneak into their best twenty-two. Maybe not round one, but he does bolster that midfield depth, which obviously, you know, is is uh, struggling without Gadge. Yeah, I mean, he's not just a midfielder. They have a they they um. Well, they, of their midfield depth and their defensive depth, I think, especially with losing Saad, is a bit light on. Um, he's got an, um, he's got a re- he uses the ball really well. Um, he played 19 senior games um, in the reserves for Adelaide. So, yeah, I mean, obviously he's pretty unknown because he hasn't played a single AFL game, um, but I could certainly see him slipping into the Suns' best 22. 
Yeah, do you reckon that's a bit of a concern, boys? Um, a club's picking up players that haven't played a game in three. He's been on the list three seasons now, and he, I mean, he has played reserves, but obviously he's untried. Would you be nervous as a Gold Coast pick up a player that the hasn't played is, a game yet? The thing is, though, you've got Brad Crouch, Matt Crouch, Rory Sloan to beat. I mean, Harrison Wiggs purely, well, not purely, but he's mostly a, a ball getter, and mm-hmm. I don't think he wasn't a chance really to get in over those guys. I think I saw Harrison uh, putting up his hand. Have you got? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, like the, the Gold Coast would have known about him for, you know, three, four years. Yeah. I mean, they, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if they chucked him pretty closely in his draft year. Um, so, I mean, they wouldn't be really too phased at the fact that he hasn't played a certain game. They would know what he can do. Yeah, I think as well, um, as you said, you know, it's so hard to break into the Adelaide midfield. It's so, you know, deep and they have such quality players that even to get a run of it, it's a bit, it is, you know, going to be tough. So. Yeah, and I mean, it was a similar thing with Harley Ballack as well. Apparently, Melbourne were after him in his draft year and they've managed to snag him for pick 66, so they're laughing as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, moving on to something, uh, the actual Suns themselves uh, and Geelong. There were murmurs of Darcy Lang and number 35 to uh, Gold Coast for Gary Ablett, but the Suns wanted 22 and Lang. But Lang has uh, sort of thrown a spanner in the works. He's chosen Carlton as his club of choice. What a stitch up. <laughs> Absolutely. I've written him what a stitch up in the notes. I mean, he would have probably got that deal over the line. They wanted 22, the Suns, but I think they would have taken 35, considering Gary Ablett's 34 years old. But yeah, now they're going to have to find another way, whether that's using pick 19 and brokering some sort of deal through that. It remains to be seen. But... I think Lang adds a bit, would add a bit to the Carlton midfield, that's for sure. Um, yesterday we spoke about um, Lang as not so much steak knives for the Ablett deal, but Lang as being part of the, the um, Ablett deal. And I was pretty strong on saying that, um, I mean, the Cats shouldn't want to give up Darcy Lang to get Ablett in. I mean, depending on a swap of picks as well. But, I mean, if he's not going to Carlton. But I think, I mean, I've changed my mind a little bit. Darcy Lang can add a lot to, if he goes to Carlton, like, he's a seriously good player. But, I mean, I think he, in their best side, I think he do- just doesn't get a game. You um, we're, I th- we're looking at Geelong later on in the show. Oh, you um, mean in Cats? Oh, you mean... Sorry, in the, in the Cats. Yeah, the Cats. Yeah, the Cats. the Cats. So, no, yeah. So, I think... And, I mean, I still rate him as a player. But, I've, I mean, I've changed my mind a little bit. And I wouldn't be... I mean, I've, I don't think Geelong would be shattered if... You know, they, if they, especially if they got a good deal from Carlton. He fits in at Carlton well. Yeah, no, certainly not. And also, uh, another guy who's been out of that best 22, George Horn Smith, actually nominated. All right, boys, I'm willing to go yeah. up to the Gold Coast. And Gold Coast have shoved him back and said, yeah, no, nah, mate, we don't want you. Which is a bit stiff for him. Yeah, well, I mean, he hasn't really gone too much game time uh, yeah, this year. Yeah. So you'd be, I think Gold Coast, you do get the opportunity up there that you don't get down to Geelong. So it is a little bit disappointing because you don't get too many players who say, oh, well, you know, yeah, I'll put your hand up and up. go to your club, I'll especially take, the yeah, Gold Coast. Too. Exactly. We've seen so. a few over the last couple of days. Well, Watt Smith yeah. is just starved of opportunity. And exactly, so, yeah. He's it's too good for VFL, though. Yeah. He is. Yeah. Speaking of North, though, um, they can't seem to get anybody. Yeah. No one wants to go to North. <laughs> Sam, what do you reckon? Do you reckon that uh, about North Melbourne, um, where are they sitting in this trade period? They have really had done no nothing. success at all. They've, they've, yeah, you're right, Dan. They've literally done nothing, they, but which is a bit weird because they have cleared out so many players. You thought they might have been looking to use that as a bit of clear-up space in their list to bring someone in. But they haven't really done any done anything with that yet. Um, no one, no one really wants to go to there. No one <laughs> no. really wants well, to. Can, can you blame them? <laughs> yeah, they, they they still. I wouldn't be surprised if pre-contracting they they might be even under the ninety-five percent you have to pay in the salary cap. Mm. You have to get mm. over ninety-five percent in the salary cap. But 
They, um, I think they have a lot of space, and it's still. I mean, they'll yeah. they'll they land a big fish eventually. A Rory Sloan eventually. maybe next year. I'm not saying yeah this not year, but Dusty Martin next year. They'll go get Dusty Martin. Well, they've been linked with they've been linked with so many yeah. names. They've been linked with Martin. They've been linked with Kelly, and they were linked with Lang. Well, no, and they've said they wanted them. Not yeah, necessarily not, linked. Yeah, yeah that's but, the thing. Though. They don't. Want I mean, to I think they'll take anyone that can get at this stage. Can we see them tomorrow? Maybe pulling off a little bit of a coup without us sort of under the radar. Yeah, probably not. Um, with Lang though, how would the Blues get him? What do you think they'll have to give up for uh, Lang? It's hard to say. Like in terms of a pick value, uh, maybe like thirty something around there. Like I don't think he's a, a mid twenty to low twenty sort of operator, even though he was selected with pick nineteen. Well, they lost their Carlton have lost their uh, pick twenty two to Geelong. Um, so yeah, I mean, um, they'd be reluctant to give a first through. Well, they've got picked three, and they're not going to give that up. They're going to. That's not going to be involved in the other deal as well. So. And where's their next pick after that? Is it? Yeah, well, it's like thirty nine, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Look and now. I mean, all forty, I think it would be now with the, yeah, the pushing up of the order. But 40. they also need to find a way to get Matthew Kennedy in there as well, exactly. who would be their number one priority, I would say. And he's yeah. not going to go for a pick three. <laughs> at all. So, they're kind of in a difficult position, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, let's get into it. Actually, a little bit of conspiracy now. Harrison, you like conspiracy theories? <laughs> yeah. um, like conspiracy theories. This is the Damien Barrett conspiracy. Well, the this Motlop is not conspiracy. so much of a far-fetched cons- conspiracy theory. Yeah. Um, look, the AFL, if Ablett retires, if, if Ablett's forced to retire, disaster for the AFL. Yeah. Huge. Um, and they, they, so they obviously just, and he's not playing for the Gold Coast next year. Put that in the books. Um, so <laughs> he's got, he's got the source. Babe. So, <laughs> so like uh, clearly the AFL want Geelong, uh, sorry, Ablett at the Cats next year, and we were all surprised. We we're all a little bit surprised when the um, compensation for Let Motlop going to Port Adelaide was pick nineteen, um, but Damien Barrett has suggested, and Terry Wallace has suggested that um, potentially um, that decision to give him pick nineteen may have been so that Geelong have. A bit of um, something to trade for Gary Ablett. Yeah, it's not a deal that's like, or an idea that's you know too far fetched. I mean, I could see the AFL mm. going down this uh, route, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah. but Damien Barrett is extremely cynical. The AFL, he always has some sort of nitpicking with them. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I trust them to be doing that. And so, I don't know. And it seems a, it seems even more um, not likely, but it seems to have been thrown into the question a bit more, considering what Brisbane relatively got for Tom Rockliffe yeah, as well. Exactly. So they got basically the same compensation around the same area for Rockliffe. And you don't like that compensation, do you, And Samuel? No, I don't really... Th- I think like this is the where um, the AFL can kind of manipulate things and sort of... Exactly, I mean, that's exactly it's, what they're doing, it, yeah. it's Exactly. It's, it's a question between manipulating things and mm. clubs getting kind of thrown under the bus. But you yeah. look at uh, Rockliffe is going to be paid about 700 it was on about 700. Motloff was on about 500. Yeah. So there's a lot of a difference there already. And you look with a few years ago with James Frawley, pick three, come a competition compared oh, to Lance Franklin. Let's not use that as a, anyway, not use we'll, get back, we'll get stuck in that's some a whole other discussion. Pick 19 may not even be used in the deal. That's it'd, true. Be it'd be funny. It'd be really funny if it wasn't. If it then. wasn't, yeah. Well, I don't know about funny. It'd be pretty handy. Bit of news about Bryce Gibbs as well, I hear, Dylan. Yeah, apparently the Blues have reportedly initiated a phone call with Scott's Crows me. regarding Gibbs, but. Sin's own uh, Melissa I actually Melissa can't pronounce Haas. her last name Were you Haas, on the sports desk with her? Yeah I was <laughs> Melissa uh, Haas, She actually Dan. tweeted earlier she's uh, at 7 News I think at the moment she tweeted earlier that uh, Gibbs' wife has said that they're actually happy in, in Adelaide they're happy wife. in Melbourne sorry and aren't moving to Adelaide so who knows who yeah, knows like, well, you can't rule it out can you? No I mean the Crows have picked 10 and 16 so they could give it up um, I actually have the Crows later in club focus so yes, that could really do, stuff me do. up yeah. Juicy um, but yeah, I think Gibbs is such a good player, and they've seemed to—they've wanted him last season, and they're still obviously going mm. for him this season. 
Um, what do you, do you think? Ten and sixteen would do a deal. Would do the deal. I'd only be giving up pick ten. But the thing is, like you know, it was a similar thing last year when you know held to ransom, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So ten and sixteen would definitely. If get one it came back the other way, I'd yeah. be happy with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From, but would you from, give? Or would you? Would you? Would you take I, pick ten for as the Blues for Gibbs? Considering just, just he's twenty-nine. 10. Yeah, just ten. Unlikely. Yeah, that's the thing. But I reckon, considering his age, he did play. A, had a bloody good season last year. Yeah. But, but I'd probably. Year. But would you give up pick ten for a bloke that's got at best five? Five years left in him, probably. I would if four. I was Adelaide, definitely, because you're in that window and you've that already got window, yeah. and you've already got D's. Uh, they, they got D's future first round for Lever, right? Yeah. So they've got, yeah, they got two yeah. f- two first rounders next year, and they've got two first rounders this year. So what role if he goes to Adelaide? What um, kind of position do you see him fitting? Oh, easily. Best into, you know, into just straight into that midfield, yeah, like for sure. That's, you know, it just increases their depth. You know, when they've got you know. As we were saying before, the Crouch brothers, Sloan, and then Gibbs, you're laughing. That's a yeah. formidable Douglas. midfield. Yeah. That's, you and know, Douglas. Oh, he's good player. Not quite in the same mould as <laughs> no, no, so no, still, He's a good player. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good player. Yeah. Um, so I, it'd be interesting to see if the deal gets done um, because we only got, what, a day and a half now left of the trade period, and this is the first time it's really been brought up. It's only been like two or three deals today. It kind of shocks me a bit that, that Carlton have initiated this call. I don't yeah. know why Carlton would want to get. I mean, Why would they want to initiate like there's, it? there's arguments to both. There's there's arguments to both sides of it, um, and you know if they lose Gibbs and, and get bring in ten and sixteen, then it's still a win for you know the next ten years probably. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'd be. I wouldn't be wanting to. I'd be wanting no. to hold on to. Bryce He's an Gibbs. experienced player, and they mm. have such a young side. I think you need that experience. Yeah, to build um, a player around. Exactly. Yeah. I, so I I think it'd be a weird deal for um, Carlton. But no, but you you don't you'd know take. Oh well, for, I mean for. 10 and 16, like, you'd take it. Yeah. yeah. Um, just some news also within the first, um, last hour. Uh, the Age is reporting that uh, Port Adelaide forward Aaron Young is confirmed to head into Gold Coast. I'm not sure if that mm. deal has actually been finalised or not. What do you what would you guys say is worth? Mm, I don't know. I mean, he didn't I mean, play, hardly played at all this year, but had a bumper 2016. He was kicked about, I think it was about 40 goals or something in that year. Yeah, it's always hard to say what someone's worth when they're not in the side's best 22, yeah, isn't exactly. it? Yeah, um, Look, yeah, it's it's especially to put a, just a number on it, but I mean, it's he could it clearly adds depth to the Gold Coast, and they'd clearly value his what you, acquisition. What do the Gold Coast have? They have a lot of second rounds. Yeah, but you wouldn't be giving up no. a second yeah, round. Yes, so they've though. got 21, no. 24, 26, mm. 37. <laughs> Yeah, that's and that's about... That's you wouldn't give up 37, even... even 37, so even... It's hard to lower. say. Yeah, they have you what, though. They're looking to have a decent trade period, then. If they can, if they got young, or they, like, and they're, getting, they're looking at getting, getting Weller. Uh, wait, who? Not Weller, L- sorry. Lucky, um, yeah, Lucky Weller. Oh, yeah, no, they yeah, said Weller. Weller. I you mean no, no, Weller. 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 Yeah, no. Maybe crush myself there. Yeah. Like, geez. <laughs> no, 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 you're absolutely and right. But if they can broker that deal, and we'll actually... We'll jump onto that. Yeah, and speaking of Weller, we got the... So there's a bit of a roadblock in the Weller deal. Absolutely. Um, He spoke on Trade Radio earlier today and he was pretty adamant, you know, that um, the dogs would be silly if they didn't take the deal that's offered, whether that is involving pick two and something else going back their way, who knows. Um, His family's actually returning to the Gold Coast and um, and he said it's the best thing for him and his girlfriend. And also he said pretty clearly, pretty adamantly, that... If it's not now, it's next year. I just don't understand. Like, his, oh, I guess his worth could go up in another year, but why wouldn't you do it now if you're the Dockers? You, like, you've got someone playing on your list that who doesn't, doesn't want to be there. there. Yeah. 
you know, you, you, can't imagine, you can't imagine that's going to improve their footy at all next year. Yeah. So the chance of his value actually going up. It'd just incredible. be so frustrating, though. Like yeah, they I want, guess. They want to hold on to him desperately. And, I mean, I'm not sure if they would back he, themselves to, to keep, wanting to keep um, staying there if he said that. that but You're not going to change his mind so in a year. It's just so frustrating. Yeah, it's very similar to the Charlie Cameron. He's a Cameron. special player. Yeah. Well, yeah, if he, if he doesn't go, he's pretty much said, if he doesn't go this year, he's going next year. So Gold Coast don't have to st- worry this. They're not going mm. to be, you know, competing finals this year, most yeah. likely. But um, but weirdly, Mitch Cleary has gone against this, hasn't he? And he's gone that it looks very unlikely at this stage that Lockie Weller will be traded by the Dodgers. So he may have to stay there for a year against yeah. his wishes. And I think at this stage is the key word in that, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And Gold, I mean, yeah, Gold Coast probably win the most out of this because, as I said, they don't have to rush this deal if they don't want to. You know. Yeah. They, he, they know he's. They going know there he's going to come there, and yeah. he's. I mean, he's such a young player, he's such a good player that he's not going to. He's not like yeah. you know, you're against. Uh, and he's only going to get better in the next two or three years. We'll see him peak. We'll not yeah. peak. We'll see him just get better. Yeah. And better. Also, considering that Gold Coast doesn't have a lot, they have they have a couple of picks, but probably not in the region that uh, Gold Coast. I mean, that Freeman are looking for. Well, yeah, they exactly. Because they already and, said pick two. And Freo obviously aren't going to go for too much in the second uh, round. And also, that reminds me of one of the more ridiculous uh, statements uh, over the past couple of days. The Crows have gone and said we want. Dane Zorko for Charlie Cameron. No. Perfect swap. Same level, um, 100%. I, it was actually, I can't remember, it was a Facebook comment I saw, and they said, the uh, meltdown from the Crows since uh, grand final day, 2.30pm, has been something to behold. <laughs> yeah. They have just lost With the plot in so many areas. Oh, I know. <laughs> if anyone gives that rumour any more time, I'm going to turn your mic off. Because <laughs> that's, that's one of the most outrageous things I've heard. If it's not a rumour, like, then... You just think, are, are they taking the piss? Like it's. Let's move on to something a bit more concrete, yeah. shall we? Yeah. Let's talk about something that's actually going to happen. Wait, actually, just before we do move on, I think, obviously, they've asked for this, but I, and, and it might just be a ridiculous um, rumour. Sorry, not rumour, ridiculous thing they're saying, but I think it's, in some ways, a little bit of a statement. Like, they... They like want to hold on to their players. Like yeah. they're clearly they're not going to do the Dane Zorko, but I feel well. like it might just be a bit of a statement. All right, yeah. like you want to leave, like, like give us Dane Zorko. It's just it just it's just stupidly to me. Yeah. It doesn't but seem I, like I a statement. Like oh, I know, but yeah. but that's almost why I sort of yeah. do see it as a statement. It's almost like a yeah. slap in the face to Brisbane, though. Going, oh yeah, not, really? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I guess it kind of puts the onus back on the ones that wanted went out and sought Charlie Cameron out. He's requested a trade home. I feel like they're just anyway. Moving on. Yeah, let's move on to something a bit more concrete. Um, Jack Watts deal was yeah it happened yesterday while we were on the air actually yeah and so we couldn't be breaking news yeah unfortunately while so you were doing your port uh, yeah I think ironically while I was doing my port team yeah, yeah. Um, it was actually very good timing you timed it. that well <laughs> but um, yeah. so Jack Watts he's gone to the power for pick 31 and I know Dylan you have some Serious opinions on what could be considered daylight <laughs> um, robbery. I think, I think oh. Melbourne. Look, you are going to. I think you, we talked about this earlier, and you're going to disagree. But I think Melbourne have really. They've done what Melbourne can do best, and they have backed themselves into a corner, and, and they have nowhere it. to turn. Yep, they just destroy, like botched the deal completely. They straight out said they want a second rounder, early second rounder. No, like nothing whatsoever. Like nothing less than that. Um, they've got thirty one. They have. I don't. I think Watts is well more than thirty-one, and I think you know they've paid. They've definitely Adelaide have you know really stolen this one. That it's not Adelaide yeah. Port. Adelaide uh, have stolen this one. I'd say. I'd say settle, settle down a bit because okay, Jack Watts. He's been described as you know a great player, heart and soul player. Like he's given us nine years. He's been in the top five in the best and fairest once. Once he, he hasn't been a great player. This year, though, when people he's, say, "Oh, he finished twenty first in the best and fairest," I bet, it's unfair. Cause he he, he hasn't been a great player. He's been yeah. a good player at times, a great player rarely, yeah. 
Yeah. An and inconsistent he, and frustrating player for most of his career. And he's I, all, I would settle on the fact that you're saying 31 is a steal. I would say I'd say it's a steal pretty much because I think he's if if Melbourne went first round uh, sorry second rounder there or thereabouts I'd be uh, I'm not too sure but I think the D's probably got something fair for that. But Jack Watts is Melbourne's probably their best in, going inside 50 is one of the best I reckon at um, hitting a target. He's great set shot that Melbourne really they uh, lacked last year. And I have to, I have to actually have to agree with Dylan there but I would like I wouldn't have him in a, as like an early say of I should know probably about an early second round so like a mid 20s sort of selection but I have to agree with um Harrow as well. I mean like he is a sort of like you know uh, personifies their struggle, I guess, because he was the one of the ones that was there, and now that he's sort of played well, I think oh, not last year, not this year, the year before, it's like wow, you know, like he's turned a corner, blah blah blah. But yeah, I have to say that thirty-one is not enough for him, though. One, that's one, that's replaceable, and two, that's not. It's not. He hasn't done it consistently. He's finished. He did. He did though in for one. He's sixteen year. I know. I know. It was unbelievable. I mean, I watched him like watch him play live a couple of times, and he's. He's a seriously good yeah. footballer, like we know that, but he hasn't done it consistently. Yeah, no. and it's not. It's not like, it's not like a competitive beast in the midfield that's but hard to replace. Mel- Melbourne is replaceable, it though, considering they're paying part of his contract as well. Oh, it often happens. That often happens. It often happens. But they did play their hand by pushing him out the door. Like that's they the got thing. Sort of I don't deserved. think he was worth. I think he was worth more than thirty-one. And if you're not going to get more than thirty-one, then you keep him at the club because no, you he, can't keep him at the club. No, though. that's you the thing, him. though. That's the thing. Like, I, if they're looking to trade him, then it's great. But if you can't. You know, trade him, then. But they've pretty much gone out and said, "Oh, we don't, we want, don't want you." you. No, so no. they can't. They have to take yeah. him. No, no, no. But the way, yeah, the way they see it, that thirty-one is fine. They're happy with that. They've moved past him. He's not. He hasn't been a consistent player for him at all. Mm. I agree. at all. Full stop. He's I, had one consistent season. I do agree, but I also agree that I, th- I, I also am saying that I think he, I think Melbourne should have kept him in their best twenty-two if they can get the right deal, but they couldn't because they've. Botched the deal but so no, badly. They'd be feeling like they've got a, a good it's, enough deal. It will. For be, it will be interesting to see because uh, what happens next season. Because Josh Marnie and um, Simon Goodwin, you know, if if Watts goes and has a real good year at Port um, and Melbourne struggle, which I don't think they will, but it's one of those oh, things. I don't think. Dill, I don't think it'll be. It'll keep it up. Keep them up at night. No, but it won't it, keep them up at night. They were pretty keen it to is such kick him out the door. Uh, <laughs> thing though, especially with. You know the fans have such a divide with the club, which you don't often see. Where you don't you don't often see where you know someone wants to say so badly. The fans are like keep him, keep him, keep him, and the club just pushes him out the door. So obviously, you know Josh Marnie, Sam Goodwin, they see you know they see what we don't. But I do think it, it will be interesting to see what that plays out. But I think they've the deal probably shouldn't have been done, but they sort of had to do it. Yeah. Yeah, but this um actually raises up a good question, considering Jack Watts was still in contract. Um. That should clubs be allowed to deny contracted players who want to move away? Like, in other lines of work, if you have a contract, you kind of got to f- fulfil it, don't mm. you? But you can also quit when you want to. I Walk out the door I'm, if you I'm big on the players. Like, I think, like, you know, we've seen with, like, um, you know, Charlie Cameron or, like, a, a Weller where they've mm-hmm. been held off, you know, not going to play their best footy probably in the next year. Like, I think you just got to get those deals done. Usually... They're pretty good. clubs are pretty good with um, you know organising deals if yeah. they are homesick, especially we saw with Sard yeah. as well. I think the worst thing is having someone at your club not, that doesn't want to be at your club. Yeah, regardless of exactly. contract. So if they if they don't want to be like playing, they will. I understand it is incredibly frustrating when it's like one of the last days of the period and there's like mm-hmm. oh I want to go and sort of like you know get stuff. But at the same time, I think you just got to get it done if you can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, what have we got next? 
coming up now, Dill? Uh, we're going to have a look at the AFLW draft. And uh, here, I'll, go, I'll quickly go through the picks um, and who uh, took who. And then we will uh, sort of go into more detail about them. Uh, so number one, Isabel Huntington. She went to the Western Bulldogs. Stephanie Kane at number two went to Fremantle. Chloe Malloy went to Collingwood at number three. Uh, Monique Conti went to the Bulldogs at number four. Jody Hicks to GWS at number five. Eden Zanker to Melbourne at number six. Jo- Jordan Zan- Zanchetta, or Zanchetta, I think, um, Brisbane, sorry if you're listening, seven. Jordan. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Jordan. Aren't you the Italian one, Dylan? I've gone all right with this. They're mostly names I can pronounce. And number eight, Jessica Allen to Adelaide. What do we think, Harrison? Yeah. So, Harrison. Isabel Huntington, a versatile center forward who will go along Katie Brennan. Um, can, yes, also can go in the midfield as well. Didn't really, um, bit of an outside chance to go number one. Bit of a, bit of a mm-hmm. surprise. Chloe Malloy was the favorite, uh, but they've gone with Isabel Huntington to go up there with Katie Brennan. Um, so that means Chloe Malloy slips to three because number two was Frio's pick and you can only pick players who have nominated for your state. So Chloe Malloy um, was an ex-basketballer who had her papers signed. We were talking to Lucy yesterday to go to college and play basketball in America and chose footy instead. Um, unbelievable first year in the VFLW. Um, so it's a bit of a surprise that she slipped to three. And you would have had her at number one, wouldn't you, Harry? I would have had her at number one. Yeah. 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 VFL, VFLW leading goal kicker. Um, played well in the grand final even though she did a PCL. Well, I mean, her, I would have had her her uncle was 200 gamma, wasn't he? Well, that's irrelevant, but yes, he was. <laughs> yeah, he, was. <laughs> yeah if we, he played for Collingwood, didn't he, a bit? He did. Interesting fact. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. As I wouldn't say it's irrelevant. Um, but yeah, that, um, <laughs> that's that, just rude. That Bulldogs <laughs> forward line is going to look really dangerous, isn't oh, it? Katie sure. Brennan. And then you've got a, a girl who's coming at number one who, who's described as a complete package. Mm. Package at the Bulldogs. Yeah, might, one package, package leaving. One might, cool. might bring a bit of PTSD back for them. <laughs> but, you know, she, she uh, I think she's quite a worthy number one pick. Yeah, and, for sure. Um, and that means that Steph Kane goes to Freo. She was a second. But she, weirdly, she was delisted at the end of the AFLW season and they've brought her back on yeah. um, after a, an extant, a, outstanding women's AF, Western Australian Women's Football waffle. League session. Because yeah. waffle. Yeah. waffle is just a real <laughs> mouthful <laughs> to say. Waffle. But she's 21 and she's going to yeah. genuinely play through the Dockers midfield, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. I mean, seems like a pretty good first round. Um, well, Dan, we're talking about Isabel Huntington being so good with the dogs. They've also picked up Monique Conti. Uh, tell us a little bit about her. Yeah, um, so she was taking pick four after winning the gold at the um, under-17s FIBA Championships, and it was, she was actually a 2017 WNBL Rookie of the Year for the Melbourne Boomers. So obviously one, another one of those code hoppers. Uh, she's a small midfielder who can also uh, play forward as well. So I, I'm, I'm bullish about the Bulldogs um, because, I mean, they – Underperformed massively in uh, 2017, but I reckon they can, you know, really, um, I guess, put a stamp on the competition. We're going to be going straight to our club focus. Uh, Harrison, you have the cats. Take us through them, mate. Yeah, so we're up to the top three now, coming up from the bottom of the ladder. Um, the Inns, is, I mean, they're in the market a little bit. They didn't get Watts. Um, they'll, they'll, I mean, they'll probably get Gary Ablett. Um, they'll you lose got the, goat, the goat down here. The goat, they'll get the goat. Um, they'll lose Motlop, Mackie, Lonigan, potentially Darcy Lang, and they won't lose Hall and Smith because no one wanted him. So that's that. I mean, that's that's a bit of depth coming out of their side. Um, the best twenty-two next year, my best twenty-two. Jed Buse is a really underrated player. Um, Lockie Henderson, Jake Collajasny, they see as their next um, sort of third tall forward. Tom Stewart had a really good first year. Harry Taylor will go back again next year. Zach Tui one was second best in Ferris. Um, Nakaya Kakatu up on a wing. Gary Ablett Jr. in the middle. Woo-hoo. Cam Guthrie 
on a wing, Cam Guthrie at many clubs would be almost starting midfield. That, but him and Duncan are pretty stiff because um, they have such a ridiculous midfield. So Mitch Duncan's on the half forward flank. Um, Reece Stanley, I just want a quick side note on Reece Stanley. I've got Reece Stanley at centre half forward. Only I've picked him based on pure talent and what he's what he has produced. I actually like the way they set up better with uh, Wiley Buzzer there. Um, and uh, Reece Stanley is a little bit unreliable, but I have him there just on pretty much what he has done and you know what what he sort of could produce. But I sort of like and Wiley Buzzer's on the young player, but I, I sort of like the way they line up better with. Um, Sort of, I, I like. They, I think I feel like they're a bit straightened up with um, Wiley Buzzer. Anyway, Brandon Parfit, the other half forward flank. Corey Gregson after injury comes back. Tom Hawkins at full forward. Daniel Menzel, not really sure. I didn't rate them dropping him last year. Um, I think he's certainly in their best six forwards. Zach Smith, Paddy Dangerfield, Joel Selwood, obviously a ridiculous midfield. Um, Sam Menegola, Mark Blitzars. Jeez, you'd be they're pretty stiff to be on the bench. Those two, um, in such a stacked team. Scott Selwood and Lincoln McCarthy gets the last spot on the bench. I noticed you've got no uh, oh, sorry, not Darcy Lang. You've got no James Parsons or Jordan Murdoch. They played majority of the year. Especially yeah. they put a lot of faith in Parsons. I can understand Parsons more, but Murdoch, no Murdoch. Uh, I'd sort of go the other way. I mean, I think Parsons would probably be the next in. Jordan Murdoch, he's really quick and he can add you know a lot of pace. But I, there's no way I see him slotting into any of those small um, back positions with Buse, Collar Jasney, Stewart, Zach Tui in his way. Um, I, I couldn't. I can't find a spot for him in the back six or even on the wing. Um, as a full, I mean, he's a pretty versatile player. I get that. I mean, he has a lot about him, but I couldn't squeeze him in. And I mean, we've forgotten a bit about Gregson, obviously, with that, that year out from injury, and Lincoln McCarthy as well. He was had a very good twenty six. Those two campaign. are really highly rated, and yeah. I think they certainly slot into their best twenty two. Yeah, I'd probably have McCarthy on the field over Gregson, I reckon. But that's a pretty Splitting. good team. You'd be happy with that. I reckon. Yeah, I mean, I really, I think they have. Really good depth. Even though they, even though they've lost Steve Motlop, Andrew Mackey, Tom Lonigan, they still have really good depth. You know, with Buzzer missing out, Parsons, Lang, Thurlow, Zach Guthrie played a seriously good couple of finals. Um, Jordan Murdoch, they have good depth. They have great age demographic as well. Um, you know, they've lost a couple of old blokes, and but, but you know they have. Um, you know, Zach Guthrie came in for his first year, and they sh- they've shown that they can bring in young players and and they can have an impact. And I feel like their age demographic is good. They obviously have a ridiculously good midfield. Um, I, I I would rate their back six as just about elite now. Um, and as I said, even after losing Motlop, Mackey and Lonigan, their depth is, is, is really good. I struggle to <laughs> find what they need. Um, but, I, I mean, their forward setup is a bit uncertain with Stanley or Buzzer. Last year, uh, last year, obviously, Harry Taylor was up there. Would have been nice getting Watts. <coughs> yeah, but I mean, line. that would have... Yeah, it would have been a bit even more confusing, potentially. But he could have played a role up there. So I think they wouldn't be... Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they were looking for a key forward. And maybe even a key defender, especially after losing Tom Lonigan. I don't really see the depth in their key defensive stock. So at the draft with pick 19, I wouldn't be surprised if they went with Oscar Allen. Um, one of the best key forwards um, this year in the comp. Won the Lark medal as the best player in Division One. Really good carnival. Um, yeah, he's a he's not he's not a huge key forward. He's only 191 centimeters, but I could see him slotting in there. At 22, they may go with Noah Bolter. He is an, a similar player, but um, can play centre half, back centre half forward, and can even go into the ruck. Um, I know that Tack Cup ruckman um, rate him, even though he's not. He's certainly not. Um, 
the ruckman isn't his number one position, but I know that Tack Cup ruckman um, rate him as a ruckman. Um, really difficult player to play on. Can play intercept mark in the back line, and I wouldn't be surprised if they pick him as a key defender. Um, next year, I think what needs to happen, they need to work out their forward structure. They were, it was, you know, ring around the rosy last year. They couldn't quite work it out. Um, and I think if they can just straighten themselves up there, it would really help them. Um, next year, what can't happen for them is Geelong are a side who really bash you in the contest. They were first in tackles, fourth in contested possessions, but they were 11th in uncontested and 14th in marks. They don't really dominate the outside. Um, against Sydney in the semi, it was the complete opposite. They just took intercept mark after intercept mark. They ran them off their legs. Um, but against Adelaide, the, the same thing happened. I mean, I don't, I don't, I didn't see it as a choke. I don't think they choked. Um, they just their game, their system. I don't feel was um, one that f- would would deliver them a premiership. Um, I feel like they do have outside runners. I just don't see their system last year um, complementing the types of players they have. Do you think uh, Gadge will help with that? I mean, with his oh, I mean, on the outside? Yeah. Well, he's, he's up with anything, really. Um, yeah. But he's, he's sort of another bull. I, I don't really see it as a personnel problem. I more see it as a system problem. So is that more like a coaching style then, a game plan that they have that you don't think? I'm not saying their game plan is bad, but I just think that their system didn't work in the big um, at times last year. And I feel like I don't think they choked in the prelim. I just think their system wasn't couldn't stand up to it. Can, yeah, yeah. I think next year the best case scenario is well, it's a pretty high ceiling. They they have a, a really good um, starting team. I think their best case scenario could be seventeen wins, but I think even with such a talented team, I think their worst case scenario could be as low as nine, which is which would be a, a horrendous season. But I, I'd predict them to have the same amount of wins next year. Fifteen. It's not about the wins for the Cats. It's about getting it done in a big final like a prelim. Nine wins. Is that, that's very. No, my very prediction was fifteen. Yeah. I'm saying worst case scenario yeah, would be nine. Worse, for worse, I think even nine, like anything lower than maybe even this year or twelve or something like that. Yeah, lower than be... twelve. I would have thought it's a fact. No, I know, I, mean, I know, but I just said window at the moment. No, I know, I know, and I agree with that. And I think it would be a disaster if they had yeah. nine. That's yeah. that's almost a ridiculous call. But <laughs> I could, <laughs> but I'm saying. Dangerfield, all I, the system. I feel I see. I can see their system falling down. I mean, it's. I'm not saying for a second that I think that'll happen. Yeah, no. Um, but you can see I, it I, I would. I would see them winning 15 games next year. But I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Nice. Oh, so that's our uh, Harp's very c- conclusive uh, yeah. nice analysis round. of Geelong there. But we're going to go into Dylan now, who's got the Crows. Runners up, uh, second best. Who are they going to get? They're going to get pick 10. Uh, that came in place of the Jake Lever deal. Pick 39, Paris and Wig. They're going to get a 2018 first rounder and a 2018 fourth rounder. Who are they lo- They're losing a lot as well. They're losing Jake Lever, pick 36, 54, a 2018 third rounder, Harrison Wig now, possibly Charlie Cameron, as well as Scott Thompson to uh, retirement and Troy Mendel and Dean Gore to delisting. And they're also losing a 2018 fourth rounder as well. Uh, so that they might lose that one they just got. I'm not too sure. Um, this is who I've gone for in my best 22. Up the back, I've got Rory Laird. Carl Hardigan and Jake Kelly. Uh, halfback is Paul Seisman, Daniel Talia, and Luke Brown. A little bit of a hole there left by Jake Lever, but I still think it's a decent backline that they have. Uh, their centres, they have Dave McKay and Rory Atkins on the wings with Rory Sloan right in the middle. Mitch McGovern takes the place of Charlie Cameron at half forward. Josh Jenkins and Eddie From Betts. From the grand final side, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Josh Jenkins and Eddie Betts. Uh, make up that half-forward line, and Tom Lynch, Taylor Walker, and Richard Douglas make up that forward line. That may change around. I haven't really looked at it too in-depth, so I may chuck uh, Tom Lynch up in the half-forward line. Following, i got uh, Sam Jacobs, Brad Crouch, and Matt Crouch. 
And in the interchange, you got Riley Knight, Andy Odden, Hugh Greenwood, and Wayne Malera. Uh, unlucky, you got Alex Keith. I think he's probably, you know, he uh, had a couple games in the last season, but uh, he's just missing out here. Uh, Cam Ellis Yolman, as well, is probably one of the unluckiest. Uh, Alex Keith or Tony Tom Doty potentially in there for Andy Odden, you know, give or take. Uh, what they have, they got. A, I do think they have a deep midfield. Uh, they got Sloan. They got Sloan. They got the Crash Brothers. They got Rory Atkins. They have a pretty good midfield plus Greenwood and Knight. So they, add a, they have a little bit of depth there. Um, what they need, they need I reckon a big defender. Someone like Francis would be pretty good. But I think they need to replace Lever as his defense is slightly undermanned. Uh, their draft. This is they got. They got draft uh, picks. They got 10, 16, 54, and seventy-three. So pick ten. Um, I reckon someone like a Darcy Fogarty or a Aaron Norton. So Fogarty is a pretty good forward, push up to the midfield. He's a uh, South Australian boy, so makes sense for Adelaide to pick him after what's happened. Um, he, he was tried as a third-tall defender for Glenelg. Uh, he's got the ability to kick either foot, big tackles. He was injured throughout the season, though, so um, he hopefully will cover well, getting for the Crows. Uh, Norton is uh, himself is a good key position defender. Aaron Norton. Aaron Norton, yep. Good inset mark, uh, reads the play well. Uh, they need to replace someone like Lever, so he would could be a pretty good pickup. Uh, Sixteen, uh, either probably O'Brien or Bolter if they slide. O'Brien is a classy outside mid. They are lacking also a little bit of outside uh, midfield uh, class. He's speedy. He's good off his left foot. Good decision maker. Bolter as well as Harrow touched on. You know he can play forward to rock, but he also played uh, for in defence for uh, Vic Metro in the championships. He's got a huge boot on him, um, so clear congestion. Dude, just before we move on, who, if Gibbs gets to the Crows, who yeah. comes out and where does he play? Probably should look for that. <laughs> um, I don't think he will get to the Crows, but if he does... Who falls out? That's the thing. It's mm. tough. Um, You're looking at Wayne Malera, Andy, no- uh, Andy Otten. Probably, probably Riley Knight. Probably Riley Knight. Oh, mm. well, really? No, Malera I don't know maybe. about that. Yeah, I reckon? No. Who, Wayne Malera or Andy Otten? Probably, probably uh, yeah, one of the two. I reckon probably Malera. I rate Malera. Depending on how they want to set up. Personally, I rate Malera, like, just as a, like a Charlie Cameron sort of, like, filler there, because he got a decent amount of opportunity this year, and he's shown he can break the lines, and I feel like with Cameron out, he was coming off the square and, and just going bang through the middle. I feel like Malera can fill the same role. Yeah, I don't know. I like Riley Knight's quality. I mean, I wouldn't. I'd be picking Riley Knight just on you know what his his body of work and what he's been able to do. I wouldn't even be surprised if Paul Seedsman was mm, someone Paul to come Seedman. out. I don't know. But I'd... with with Brody Smith out, surely he stays on the halfback flank. Yeah, but you have to, someone has to make way for Gibbs. I'd be picking Paul Seedsman over Riley just, Knight. Just even though Seedsman only played just a couple of games. Up, I don't think Gibbs is going to go this year. I don't think the deal will get done. Oh, I, can, I, I have a sneaky I feeling he, it might. I think it might. What about someone like a Richard Douglas or someone? No, no, like no, no, no chance. You, you rate Richard Douglas? I do, yeah, I do. Very highly. Yeah, I do. I'd almost have him out as well. Over. Oh, there's no way. Nah, over Riley Knight, so, maybe. Potentially. Who? So Richard you reckon Knight comes in for Douglas? No, no, but if Gibbs, I'm saying if Gibbs goes in. Because, like, if Gibbs similar comes player. Like, I so mean, you reckon Knight plays instead of Douglas? Like, Douglas is a bit slow. Like, no, you know, until, until I got, see him significantly slow down. I know he's got, getting on, but until I see him significantly They've already got a very, like, you know, they're inside midfield, uh, you know, not, not exactly bursting pace. That's why I'm saying they probably should have Malira in there. And, you know, maybe... Malira won't cut, play mid yet, though. Maybe like a wing. Yeah. A wing half-forward sort of posse. And well, then, Gibbs is quick. Yeah, reasonably, but he doesn't, you know, break the lines. Um, well, moving on, because I, I personally don't think the deal gets done, but you boys do, so 
We're a bit divided on that. Uh, but what needs to happen for Adelaide, they need to start uh, the season like a house on fire. The grand final loss, uh, that would have really hurt them. Um, on paper, I reckon they're better than Richmond. But on the day, they got outplayed and they got outcoached. Uh, Don Pike really sort of stuck to the same game plan. Didn't really work well. Damien Hardwick, you know, um, sort of, I think he outcoached him. Um, but I think they need it really. After all that's been said and done with the leave stuff, it's been really messy. Say with what Wolf has said and that, blah, blah, blah. They need to, you know, really have a strong start to the year and put themselves in that top bracket once more and really contend for premiership. Um, what can't happen is pretty much they can't let Lever and Cameron leaving affect them. So it's been a nasty end to Lever's time there. Cameron's the most likely going to go. They have a heap of talent. They've got Malera, they've got um, Knight, they've got Greenwood, and they've got talent to cover, I reckon. Just on that, they've had, you know, Davis leave in previous years. They've had um, Dangerfield leave, and and obviously the issues, obviously, the Phil Walsh incident as well. And that strong culture at the club has just, you know, enabled them to maintain, you know, their position on the ladder. So I reckon they'll be fine, absolutely fine. I think they'll be fine. I don't, I don't think it will happen, but um, it's been, it has been a nasty end for Jake Lever. Da- it's a, not really the same Dangerfield. Dangerfield had a few words here and there, but it wasn't the same sort of, you know, real... I think the thing with Lever, I mean, even that apparent photo of him, you know, having that, uh, burning his gear, uh, like, or dumping, or putting in a dump, you know, it's, just, it's been really built up. So I don't, I don't think will it, uh, the Crows will be affected, but um, yeah, the, if, it, if it happens, then, you know, that would really be a disaster. Predictions, I reckon best case, they're probably going to get 16 wins, 17 maybe. I think, I think they best case, they will finish top four. Worst case is anything probably under 12. Um, if they and I don't think they'll miss finals, but they're still a very good team. They're still a very good midfield. Uh, they should be really pushing that top four, if not top six. Oh, sorry, top six, if not top four. Um, I do think they'll probably get 14 wins. They'll definitely make finals. Um, you're probably looking at an away qualifying. Um, you don't think they'll finish top two? No, again? I, I don't think they will. I think um, there are better teams out there and teams that are really pushing. And it's so hard to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think Adelaide will be in the top four, but I don't think they'll get a uh, qualifying home qualifying final. So yeah, I reckon they'll probably come back fourth, third or fourth, probably fourth. Okay, yeah. So a bit of a slip from last year, and now we're going to move on to our last team of uh, club in focus, and that is going to be Richmond. Now I know Dan's been very excited to do this one. He's going to put his he's going to take his supporter hat off. He's been excited since the grand. And final, he's going to put his analyst hat on. Absolutely, I am Sam. No bias whatsoever. I just had a little bit of malfunction with my laptop there, but we're, you know, we're back in. We're going strong. Who they'll get, Richmond? They haven't really been active at all this trade period. They haven't, you know, you know. I guess with the the premiership, you don't really need to. But I've I put down here Patrick Nash, who they're going to get. That's pretty much a lock. Father son in their first round pick, and there's you know there's been nothing else on the radar there. You know the old adage, don't change a winning formula. Who they'll lose. I've got you know, Anthony Miles, Sam Lloyd. If deals get done in the next day or so, I'd say Anthony Miles is probably the more likely of the two. His manager has come out and said that he's 50-50. Both were starved of opportunity in 2017. I'd say Anthony Miles is probably the more unlucky of the two considering he just consistently racks up pill in the VFL. But the fact that he can't really contribute forward has been his uh, downfall, and that's why they've picked the likes of you know, your caddies, your butlers, Castagna, etc., and Bolton's even over an Anthony Miles for that extra midfielder. Um, they've also, to the listings, Todd Elton, uh, Taylor Hunt, and Steve Morris. I'm sure many Richmond fans are quite relieved to see those names gone. Ivan Marich as well, retired. He was just, you know, feeling like a spot in case, say, a Soldo and a Hampson and a 
Nank and Nank couldn't hold their bodies together, and also Chris Yaron, who retired at the start of the year. Now, onto their best 22. I've left a couple of names out from the Premiership side, but it's a pretty settled lineup, I think. From the back line, we've got Dylan Grimes, Asprey, Nick Vostone. Vostone was um, was brilliant in those last cut in the sort of the back end of the season when he came back in. Had a very good uh, elimination final against the Cats. Halfback flank, Basha Hooley, who was, you know, he's probably looking for his Northwest medal that he was robbed of. Uh, Alex Rance, and halfback. <laughs> and Brandon <laughs> Ellis uh, on the halfback flank, who had another good, who had a good year, a lot better than his 2016 year. Uh, centers, we've got Sean Grigg when he's not rotating into the ruck. Trent Cochin in the centre and Shane Edwards on the wing, who also had a, a brilliant grand final. Uh, half forwards, we've got Dan Rioli, Josh Caddy, and Kane Lambert haven't got the tall centre half forward, which is what you know the Tigers were running with for the majority of uh, 2017 when Todd Elton wasn't playing. Uh, in the four line, we've got Dan Butler, Jack Rewalt, and I've uh, tucked in Shy Bolton. I just reckon he gets the nod over uh, Castagna, who at times didn't quite get enough of the footy, I feel. And a Shy Bolton just impacts the contest with every single uh, every single time he gets near the ball. So Castagna's out. I've got Castagna out. I'll just name the rest of the team. We'll discuss that in a bit. Sorry, jump the gun. Uh, <laughs> uh, in terms of the rucks, we've got uh, Nank, the Tank, uh, Dusty and Dion. Dion Prestia. And in the interchange, we've got uh, Jacob Townsend. Never thought I'd actually have him in a best 22, let's be honest. But he, his final series was brilliant. Uh, Nathan Broad, Jack Graham. Uh, he hasn't lost a game yet. Five games he's played, so that's pretty pretty fair. Five games, one and premiership. Exactly right. And uh, I've, I've chucked in Oleg Markov as well. The names probably the most unlucky to miss are the two players from the flag, Jason Castagna and Camden McIntosh. I've also got uh, Miles, Ben Griffiths, who could potentially go in if they want to run with a key forward, Jaden Short and Reese Conker. What are your thoughts, lads? I think um, you may be being a little bit harsh on Camden McIntosh. Um, I like the selections of Oleg Markov and Shy Bolton. I think Shy Bolton probably wasn't just wasn't ready this year, but I like that selection. But I think I know we've all sort of fallen in love with the story of Jack Graham, but I think you might be being a little bit harsh on Camden McIntosh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I love Jack Graham personally. Just the way he tackles, the way he goes in hard for the footy. I think he's probably our best midfield prospect going through. The uh, the thing with Camden McIntosh, I rate Nathan Broad as a defender, and I'd prefer to be playing Camden McIntosh in defence rather than on a wing. He just doesn't have that class with the ball, and Oleg Markov has shown at VFL level at least that he can use the footy extremely well, even a bit at AFL level as well in 2016. I think he was pretty stiff not to be playing this year, Oleg Markov. Oh, he was. He, uh, he had a very good uh, VFL grand final as well. So that's why I've, I've got, got him getting the nod over Camden McIntosh. I'd say they probably would pick Camden and Castagna over Bolton. Do you think uh, Graham could have mm. second-year blues, or do you reckon he'll do a... The second-year blues, like, the thing is, he, he played really five games. Year. You know, yeah, exactly true. right. I mean, he can still get nominated for a Rising Star. He can still win the Rising Star. And the fact that he's 18 years old, That'd be the first he's already built 19. like a 24-year-old, 19-year-old. That'd 19 be the first uh, Rising Star winner to have won a flag before they've actually won the Rising Star. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. Surely there's some sort of um, record for also, that. Also, you couldn't find Castagna spot for Castagna, Castagna spot, in your team. No, I, uh, he played in the Premiership as well, didn't he? So Yeah, and I mean... I almost thought that he should have got dropped a little bit before the flag just because he was getting like three or four possessions a game. Yeah, he was tackling, but at times he'd be you know, missing easy set shots. And I feel like Shy Bolton does have a presence um, as a marking target as well, which is what we need considering... Oh, sorry, it's what the Tigers need. That's me putting my Richard supporter hat on. Um, 
considering we only have that one uh, key forward. Um, anyway, moving away from the best 22, uh, what they have, so obviously they've got a lot of small coming forwards, got about 22 of them running around uh, in the one side. So we've got uh, obviously Rioli, Caddy, Lambert, Butler, Castagna, Bolton, Townsend, Lloyd. Not sure you can uh, fit them all in. They've also got midfield depth as well. With uh, bringing Prestia and Cade to the club and the emergence of Jack Graham, it's seen a lot of pressure thrust it off, Martin and uh, Cochin. Um, what they need, well, I think it's pretty obvious, as uh, glaringly obvious, uh, they need a tall forward. With Todd Elton delisted and with you know the injury-prone Ben Griffiths, they certainly need a tall forward. And they don't want to be found out like the Bulldogs next year, so they may have to get that you know key forward to make their game a little bit different to last year. Also, a second ruck would be handy as well with even Eva, uh, sorry, Ivan Marich's retirement. Uh, someone just to you know help out Nank, who's uh, maybe a bit better than um, Soldo. They've got picks 15, 17, 52, 55, and 74 in the draft. Uh, I said before who they'll target. Patrick Nash is probably a lock for that 15. He may get bitted on in the top 10 to 20, but he'll be definitely going to the Tigers. I've also got Oscar Allen down, who was the luck medalist, as uh, Harrow re- uh, previously mentioned. He's a lead-up forward and, you know, he's strong, up, strong overhead. Also may go for Sam Hayes if he's available. Um, what needs to happen? They just need to continue to apply the manic pressure that won them the flag last year. If it beca- like, Without that, it becomes a, a, a reasonably mediocre forward line with one key forward. So they've got to keep on, you know, ha- harassing and tackling hard. What can't happen? Well, I've got a hangover. I mean, the Tigers will have to need plenty of Barockas and uh, power aids over the preseason, so they don't do a Bulldogs. I mean, there's always the argument of who cares, I want a flag, but like a prolonged stint up around the top of the ladder is what you the look Tigers... At, look at Hawthorne. Oh, they want a flag, but they won three in a row. Yeah, so exactly. You want to stay keep... around that mantle. For a prediction, their best case, I'd say, is 16 wins. So that's one more win uh-huh. than last year. Their worst case is they really fall off the cliff and go outside... Oh, I'd go to about you know less than ten wins. Could you see them miss? They wouldn't miss finals. No way. No, uh, I actually could. I could no, see them missing no finals. I'll, I'll go to what I think now. I reckon somewhere around the twelve to fourteen win mark, um, home elimination final, fifth or sixth. I reckon. And I mean, like they've had they had such an easy run this year with uh you know being thirteenth the year before, and what should be the most difficult draw next year. I can definitely see them slipping. Not sure if they will miss finals, but it's definitely not out of the question. And some people have called this side the worst premiership side ever. I don't necessarily yeah, you agree. Always, you always hear that, like any team that wins it from some Yeah, I guess they were oh, saying the, the Bulldogs worst. as well, though, and they yeah. didn't make finals. So who knows? I mean, they got a massive run on in that final series, and that saw them win it. And, I mean, genuinely every single player improved from last year. So I'm not sure if that can happen again. We might see some players, you know, decline potentially and like teams will figure out their small four line to agree so like you know we're going to need a bit more magic from Harvick I think if they're going to you know go back to back and that's pretty, pretty comprehensive yeah. wow. and that's, that's it like, for clubs in focus yeah that's all done it's all done with a day left to run don't There'll worry we'll, deals tomorrow for we'll sure. have clubs in focus back next year when we're doing this again <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> Of course. Okay, so I think we're going to go into uh, Think time, on Your Feet now. Time to think on your feet, boys. Yep, uh, absolutely is. Okay, uh, first thing on your feet, who will come out of the cl- uh, woodwork or who could come out of the woodwork and make a surprise trade on the last day? This is a question that says who could come out of the woodwork. And I can tell you who could come out of the woodwork is Gold Coast. They have, I think they have three 
second round selections after they, they already got the four first round boys last year. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, I mean I'm not I'm, yeah I don't know, I, they haven't been linked to anyone um, that is certain to sort of happen in the next couple of days, but they have the power to come out and do something. Yeah, I'd say it's similar to Harrow, but I'm going. I reckon the I reckon GWS they've got a few second round picks of their own up their arsenal. I mean, all these players are, you know, deciding to leave them. They could, you know, pull a surprise, I reckon, on the last day. Sam? I'm going to go real left field here and go Sydney. They've done very minimal in this trade period. They have picks 14, 33 and 50-ish, and they're coming up now. They're not really going down. They're not really looking to be recruiting younger players, I don't think. They're coming towards a bit of a, not a premiership window, but a bit of a, that, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, definitely a premiership window, I, I think, I'd say. I def- yeah. So I reckon they could look to offload one of those draft picks to get to bring in another quality player. I'm going to go with North, probably the team that's been most talked about trade period, but have done the least. Done the least, yeah. Um, I don't... Just because they, they could come out of the work and make a surprise trade doesn't mean it needs to be a big one. I think they will get somebody. I don't, it could be like someone like uh, Harrison Wig, that style. We didn't really hear too much about it. And then all of a sudden it was done. So I think they'll get somebody, but I don't think it'll be a big name at all. Uh, second one, and the, the last one, actually, of uh, Think On Your Feet, which deal is not going to happen? Harrison. Yeah, I think Adelaide, um, I think I'm with Sam here. I think Adelaide will stand strong. Um, they really do not want to lose Charlie Cameron. And we talked about before how they asked for Zorko. Pretty pretty ridiculous. So um, I, I think that sort of shut the door on it, to be honest. Sam, you do agree? agree, Sammy? Yeah, I agree with you, Harp, on this one. I just can't really see it happening after that Zorko name was thrown into the uh, mix yesterday. It might, it might only be to sort of put the onus back on Brisbane to show how much they really want him to give up something not obviously a Zorko but after that I just can't really see it happening and before we went into the trade period we, the thing that Brisbane didn't need really was a small forward like he's not the most necessary thing to the Brisbane yeah. side but he's a player yeah. at the moment. Club, but I mean like he's a, obviously he's a player that you want at your club but you know Brisbane I feel like they would be f- they could take him or leave him in this circumstance. Mm. Um, yeah, so I don't. I don't think well, they're not going to give up a Dane Zorko for it. And, and definitely, and if, and if it's if it's up yeah. to a Dane Zorko, they're just not going to do it. Um, Dan, what have you got? I've actually we were talking, we were discussing this before with uh, Frio in uh, Gold Coast uh, roadblock for Weller. I reckon Weller won't get done, even though, even though, even with his strong stance today, I don't reckon uh, it will get done. I mean, he's a young player, required player. They're only going to accepts you know something that's uh well, absolutely yeah. you know beneficial for them the dockers as we were saying gold coast can wait this out if they need to till next yeah, year yeah because he's going to go next year anyway yeah. so maybe a little bit of harm not really but yeah what about you Dill? what do you reckon uh, i've gone i don't think and i've said this uh, about 20 minutes ago gibbs to the crows i don't think it will happen um we've only really heard about it you know in the last couple of days like properly like seriously heard about it um, and I'm going to stick with old mate Melissa and uh, trust her judgment and say <laughs> no. that they're staying. Um, I don't rate either of you think on your feet calls, Dill. I'm going to come out and say I don't rate either of them. Oh, uh, well, what, a, what a shame. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I explain. Sh- right, I'm, I'm shattered. The there you are. Cop um, that. Dill doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to wrap it on that. Um, thank you so much for listening uh, to the trade table on uh, Sin 90.7. Uh, please come back tomorrow. We have a huge day. Last day of last the trade day. period. Last day. Very yeah, exciting. So get around us. Might uh, actually be some deals done. Tune in at three to four. Three to four, lads? Yep. Three to four tomorrow. Get around us. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to The Trade Table on Sin 90.7, the home of everything you need to know about the trade and free agency period, powered by AFL-TRDON. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the trade table 
or follow us on Twitter at The Trade Table.